Good morning. If you were a part of Kentucky Changers 2021, please make your way up front. That's the hardest part, right? Getting up out of your pew and walking forward. After that, it's easy, guys, okay? Come on up. I see some adults is still sitting. They got blue shirts. There we go. Yeah, if you was a part of... make sure nobody's sitting on us, so nobody's squatting still. All right. We're glad you guys are here this morning. We appreciate uh, the opportunity to come and to share uh, about all the things that God did during Kentucky Changers. And so, again, I will give praise to God. Uh, He said there a while ago in that last song, I think it was, All My Life You Have Been Faithful. And so, man, God has been faithful. We we had prayed for opportunities for Kentucky Changers to, to get started back up. And so, man, I will give God praise for that. This year we were able to do that uh, and able to do it back here in our community. And so praise God for that. And I thank you guys as a church and, and parents and grandparents and everybody who uh, sponsored and, and is supported. And so this morning we got a great group up here. I'm not sure. We got most of them. Most of them's here. And so we're going to have a time just to share. I'll give you just a few of the uh, logistics for the week. We stayed at Camelsville University this year. It was a little bit of a hybrid model. Uh, we didn't sleep in a high school floor, and we didn't take showers in a, a shower trailer. Uh, it was a little different, so maybe they got a little spoiled. We got a little video that will play in the background. Miss Karen's got it. It'll just continue to roll, so you'll see some of that. But So I want to give them thanks for allowing us to be able to do that this year and be able to house there, uh, have our meals and all that good stuff. Thank our local churches for uh, pouring in this week and loving on our crews. Each day they provided us with a meal at lunchtime, and so thank those guys when you see them out and about. We had around 160 people uh, this year come and participate from all over across the state, and so uh, there was about, I think there was 13 crews total. Some had a large amount. Some were smaller crews. Uh, we stretched out from Green, Taylor, Adair, maybe one over in Edge of Russell, Hart, and Medcalf, wouldn't it? Yeah, so we covered some ground several miles that week, uh, July the 10th through the 15th. And so um, just some of the things that I saw that week and some reports on that. I know there was five and maybe six salvations. I'm not for sure exactly on that. Some numbers I'd heard. Uh, one of those was a homeowner, and the other were some students and participants that were there that week. So the things that you uh, invested in, were eternal things, and so we got to see some of those rewards and some of those blessings. Uh, several answered a call to ministry, and so in missions and different things, and uh, you'll probably see some of those young people and adults in sharing some of those as, as the days go on, and so we give praise to God. Um, there's shirts this year, if you can see the front of it. Uh, yeah, we caught one or two asleep. Um, so, <laughs> that's right, not during a worship service, so... Um, our theme this year was relentless, and that came from Galatians chapter 6, uh, verse 9. says, let us not become weary in doing good, for at the proper time we shall reap a harvest. And so we got to see that harvest this week, and again, we just want to thank you for that. Um, I guess one thing that just stuck out to me, and I'm going to let some others share. Uh, but one thing that stuck out to me, and I would read through a little bit back and just the, the Gospels, Jesus just simply told his disciples, follow me. He didn't give them a lot of instructions. He didn't tell them a placement where they was going. He didn't tell them all the things that was going to be involved. He said two words. He said, follow me. And the disciples followed him. And so this week, these guys, some had been before, but raise your hand if it's your first year. And so, yeah. And so that's the thing with changers. Most of the time, you don't know what you're going to do, who you're going to be working with, what kind of project you're going to have to do, uh, maybe some skills and things that you've never done before. But these guys answered that call to follow me. And so I, I want to say thank you to our participants, uh, just for those people, man, they, they poured in this week and loved on our community. And again, it's, it was a, a great time to watch. Uh, and again, thank you to our church uh, for Greensburg Baptist. You guys support us in so many different ways. And so I want to thank you guys for that. Um, 
Got one here that's not with us this morning. There's a big tall boy that usually goes, and so he's not able to be with us this morning. Um, so Isaac uh, Young has asked, <laughs> he asked if I would share uh, this to the church with you guys this morning. So here's what Isaac said. He said, I want to thank the church for supporting us and allowing us to go and serve at Kentucky Changers each summer. This is my seventh time going to Changers, and I had an amazing time serving in Greensburg. Changers looked a little bit different this year. Because of COVID, we worked with our church, uh, with our church groups on the projects instead of getting paired with new crews. It was an amazing uh, way to get to know our youth better and serve under Danny and Jonathan Halls. And so our crew was hardworking and had such uh, boldness in their faith as young Christian men and women. My favorite memory from Changers was on Tuesday. Our crew had headed back to New Salem, our host church, to eat lunch. Once we had started eating lunch, it started to pour down rain. So after we got done eating, we took our time and did our devotion, and we sang hymns, and I played piano as we waited for the rain to end. That same night, after worship service, the youth wanted me to play my guitar so that they could sing more songs. These kids in our youth group wanted to stay and sing instead of having free time to play in the gym. So we sang songs for almost an hour and a half and had our own little worship service outside our dorms at CU. Once again, I want to thank the church for supporting us and allowing us to serve at Changers every year. I can't wait to serve again next year. And that's from Isaac Young. And I'll say, uh, Isaac is one that, that I, I think he's been every year with me, except for the first year I went. And so that's one of the cool things about seeing these young people continue to grow. And Isaac has stepped into more of the leadership role this year. And I say, man, anything I needed, anything it needed doing, Isaac was there. He was jumped and was ready to go. And it's kind of, I told Blake the other day, I said, it's kind of bittersweet. I said, uh, we got ready to leave that night, Thursday night. We finished up, and everybody jumped on the bus. And we had two buses. And I turned around and looked, and nobody was on my bus. Everybody had jumped on the bus with Isaac Young. Man, so we are not the cool kids anymore, okay? Just, I, I, I love you, Isaac. I'm proud of you. And so... Uh, just to see these guys just growing and stepping up and answering those calls, and these guys are doing it too. And so it's, it's exciting to see. I'll share one more thing, and probably one of my favorite moments of the week, um, one of my God moments. I, I had had an a opportunity to talk to a lady a few weeks ago at the ball field, and she had asked prayer for her grandchildren. And uh, just that they would have opportunities to hear the gospel. If I got the chance to share with them and all that. And lo and behold... The week that we were at Changers, our crew just happened to be right. A consequent, uh, you know, those things just happened. I don't think so. But anyway, God worked and did some mighty things, and he placed us in a community over here, just right in the back door over here in Greensburg, where that young man that she had asked prayer for came through our yard. He walked to our yard the very first day we was there. And our young guys here, took the opportunity, they got some bracelets, and they gave us some helpful hints on how to share the gospel. And those young men shared the gospel with their friends that they see every day at school. And God specifically placed us there in that yard, in that young man's direction, so he could come and hear the gospel. And so we know God does great and mighty things, but isn't it wonderful just to see and hear? And so this morning, that's what these guys are here for, just to share their times with you about Kentucky Changers. So, Blakey Bonta. I had a great week at Kentucky Changers, and I'd like to thank you all for the opportunity to go this year. And it was just a great experience working under Danny and all the fun times and everything we had this year. I just wanted to thank God for all the opportunities that he's given me over the years, and uh, just wanted to thank you for the crew that we had out there working with us. My name's Blake, and I think this is my fourth year. You think? Or you know? No. <laughs> okay, my name is Joshua Lewis, and this is my first year going. My name's Braden, and this is my first year going. And I like these wonderful people I work with this week, and just thank you, God, for allowing us to go this week. My name's Caleb Corbin, and it's my first time. <laughs> 
my name is Leighton Frog. It is my first time going, and I was just like glad I, that I met the people I met and got to share the word. My name is Carter, and this is my first time going. It's a great, it's been a great first year, and I like to thank Clay for letting us lock people in the your um, porta potties. <laughs> I'm Reed, and uh, this is my first year going, and I'm glad I got to get uh, closer with everybody that I went with, and just had a great time. All right, my name's William, and I uh, had a great opportunity, but we stuck with Danny Holmes this week, and uh, I guess my favorite part of this week, our first homeowner for, we had two houses, one before dinner and one after dinner, and the first house, he was a, uh, lived out in Denansburg, and I'm pretty sure he was safe because he kept on sharing the gospel with us. And he is a real encouragement to me because every time we got there, he'd just give us a verse or a little devotion, and we're supposed to be there to serve them, but he served us too, so that was real encouragement to me. And uh, I guess one of the most fun parts we had this week, um, we locked people in the port of John's and... Uh, and uh, broke some sledgehammers and uh, caught a pressure washer on fire. <laughs> and I reckon that's all I got. My name's Ethan, and I just want to thank all y'all. I want to thank all y'all for helping us. It was We didn't just change homeowners' lives. We changed our own. We got closer with others, made new friends, and we just, now we're all one big family. My name's Ella. And so I went to Changers this year, not knowing a whole lot of people. It was a little scary at first. But as I got to know more about the people on my crew, we became as close as brother and sister. And I cannot be more thankful for my Changers family. This was my first year at Changers, and I cannot wait to go back. My favorite part about Changers was we were blessed to have a church to eat lunch in. And after we ate lunch, we would gather around the piano and sing old gospel hymns over and over. And to see the condition of other people's homes wherein really humbled my heart, and it showed me that the presence of God is so powerful, especially the power of worship and the power of prayer. And the blessing you will receive in blessing others is indescribable, and the best feeling in the world when you're doing for others. My name's Savannah White. This is my first year going, and uh, I just want to thank this church for making me feel like family. And uh, I've created so many new friendships and gotten so close with so many people, and helping work those people and helping them get their house back and giving them hope to a better life and just praising the Lord and especially during lunch and the devotions and the worship was amazing and just felt like home. My name is Caroline. This is my third year going and this year was a little different going because of COVID restrictions and we were staying at a university instead of a school. But I think in a way it made us closer since COVID really has, like, I feel like kept most of us apart. So, like, being at Changers, I've always looked forward to it because every year I get, to pe I get to be with people that I love. And I think one of my favorite parts was when we stayed after our kind of devotion time after the sermon and we just sat around and we would sing hymns, like, I think for more than an hour, and it was really fun because I think in that time we just knew that we were so close and we felt like family, and I'm just thankful for the church that brought us lunch because they would always make sure that we had enough, and uh, we always made sure that our homeowner got some and her daughter, and I think she was just very thankful for us to be there, and I always look forward to it, and I'm so thankful to be there too. My name is Catherine Kelly. It was my first time coming to Changers, and it was a lot different than I thought it'd be. It was really fun. I loved it. Um, I thought I'd be, like, really tired at the end of the weekend. I was, but I got to learn to, how to use tools I've never touched before, <laughs> and even sidewalks out and power wash. I got soaked <laughs> one day, um, and I loved the worship nights, and I got to um, meet a lot of people from Greensboro Baptist Church and get close with Savannah, Ella, and my sisters, <laughs> and I loved getting to serve Jesus that week. My name is Clay Kelly. Um, these are my two, 
And uh, this was really a special year for me because it was the fourth year <clears throat> that I've participated. So Lauren and I participated that first year, and then we had to wait two years for Carolina to be old enough, and then two more years for, for Catherine to be old enough. So uh, Lauren's not with us this morning, but she was that changer. So it was really it's really cool to have uh, to be able to, to do a missions trip and do service uh, with with all your kids. Um, that's a really that's a really neat thing. Uh, it was a huge blessing. Uh, this is the first time that that Mark Bont and I were on the same crew, as well as Blake Jesse. Um, that was probably a little scary for for the homeowner to to look at and see the three of us coming. But we Blake and I had been texting some and just praying that we would have time to really connect, uh, just just to talk through things and just do life together. And God answered that prayer and allowed us to be on the same crew. Um, you know, we didn't have a lot of uh, construction expertise in our in our leadership there with the three of us, but we uh, we didn't mess anything up too bad, I don't think. And um, and Miss Nell was really pleased with uh, with the product that the the kids uh, gave her as a blessing. You know, just a little detail about what she was dealing with. Both her and her daughter um, are on walkers, and uh, I think I think the daughter's waiting for a, another hip surgery, and. Um, they really couldn't get out of certain aspects of their home just because of the, the, the height of the steps and different things. So we were able to uh, to put in some additional steps. Uh, we power washed the deck. We actually replaced the deck uh, flooring. Um, the the kids did a lot of uh, landscape work, just trimming and things that they couldn't do. Um, one of the things, whenever they you leave their driveway, it's a it's a brick sidewalk, a brick paver sidewalk, and it had settled over the years. So there was a step down from the driveway to the sidewalk and then a step back up to the porch. And they, Catherine and the other ones, they, they power washed all of that brick. Then we removed it all. We built it back up so that it was now level with the driveway and the, and the porch. So that's two steps that they don't have to navigate anymore. So it's just things like that from a physical aspect that really have an impact. And, you know, we've always been taught that, um, you know, I don't, really don't care about how much you know until I know how much you care. And that, that really plays out at changers and there's a lot of opportunities to share um you know we were able to bless our homeowners but as as mark alluded to earlier there was a lot of kids that came through you know you never know you never know why you're at a particular home that's something i've learned through changers is that you know you pull up and you don't always think like you know maybe why why are we at this spot you don't really know immediately but it all god always reveals that throughout the week um and and part of that was just how many how many kids came through uh, the yard and down the street and they're like wondering what's going on? They stop and ask, and uh, our students were really faithful in sharing. Um, you know, one of the things that Changers did this year is give out bracelets uh, that that are. It's real easy to share the gospel just walking through the symbols that are on the bracelet, and our students did that with those students as they walked through the yard. So that was that was obvious to us. Like that's why we're here. That's why we're in this particular spot. Um, we did have a lot of fun, um, Bobby Markham. If you're here or listening, we—I promise—we didn't damage the Porta John, but I think they did get 17 kids in that Porta John before they maxed it out. Uh, we've got a video of them all coming out. And it looks like there's—it's impossible. There's not another one that's going to come out of there. But when you've got students the size of some of ours, it was maybe a little easier. Um, but yeah, just a great week. Uh, it was great to get to know like Ellen and Savannah this week. I didn't know them before. Uh, I was able to prod Savannah one morning at breakfast. I said, Savannah, you need to, you need to find a time at the beginning of lunch to ask Danny Hawes about his pumpkin story. And I, I made sure, I mean, I, you know, I've presented it as this really deep, meaningful story that she needed to hear, but she needed to ask it at the beginning of the lunch because it would take all lunch for Danny to tell it. And, she was very faithful. She did that. And what a blessing it was, right, Savannah? <laughs> but no, we just, we had a great week. Um, I just want to say thanks to the church. I mean, I've heard about changes for a lot, a lot longer than I was ever able to participate. And I just appreciate Danny and, and his prodding way back to, to get me to go. And what a blessing it's been. I see a lot of faces out here in the crowd that aren't standing up here that should be. Just because you don't have a blue shirt on doesn't mean you weren't helping. James came by two or three days and got us straight on some things and, and brought materials. And Cliff was running errands. And, and there was just a lot of people that are here that did a lot behind the scenes to allow it to happen. And, and we, we know that and we appreciate that. I see Kyle back there in the back. He was kind of my go-to, my phone-a-friend. Uh, I'd see him at the services at night. 
and uh, I say, all right, Kyle, this is what we got tomorrow. Help me figure out how to do this. So uh, anyway, just things like that that's really uh, that you all play a huge part, even though it doesn't seem like much. It, it means a lot. So uh, thanks be to God for a great week, and uh, thank you all. Wow, what a – yeah, might as well sit down. But I tell you, you know, this – oh, really? I can do – I can make it short and sweet or, or long. How much time we got? I tell you, God is – God's got it. He did – every year – He's got it, and uh, I tell you, you know, Jonathan. Uh, we've just always said, when everybody else turns the project down, give it to us. We'll take it. You know, you bring it on, bring it on. Don't don't back up. And uh, every time he's got, you, you give me twelve of the most awesome kids. I said, just bring them all on. That's fine. We'll take them. And uh, each kid, not only that, just does their part. Jumps right in. They ain't no jumping their case in any way. They kind of know what to do. We just roll with it. Not only we got two projects done that should have took all week long on each project. We got them both done in three days. And then so we come along the next day, picked up another project, had a little sting on it, uh, but also picked up a little, another little, actually small project, and then helped two other teams finish up. And wow, I mean, here at the last thing, still rolling. I wish I had a little more time to be with the kids with it. But uh, but these kids here, they're, of anything I hope uh, prepared for, is for their next mission. You know, it's this week's not over, it's just the beginning. If anything, preparing them for the mission field. And uh, don't be afraid to bring changers back here. Don't be afraid to go to another another town because a lot of times you got to step out to to come back. You can't sometimes here locally you can't see the forest for the trees because you're there. So don't don't be afraid to find a neighbor in another town that you need to work for and come back. But, wow, y'all have raised some awesome kids. They're ready for they're ready to hear the gospel. They're ready to go out and spread your word. It's just, it's such a, they was prepared. They was prepared to uh, worship services. They knew why they was there. And they worshiped. Thank you for your support, your background of your of this church. We've got a backbone that uh, that goes with this program, and uh, not only does it take financially, it takes work. You know, it takes work to prepare this program: food, uh, transportation, deliveries, uh, getting homeowners ready. Uh, projects is meaningful. It's just such a such a tremendous program all the way through. Um, I appreciate brother churches around that. Uh, not only that, just support the program, support them in the community, and you know makes this thing a go, and um, and all. But wow, what a week and. Just what a bunch of good kids. And just, just glowing and proud. <clears throat> My name's Rick. And uh, 
to to tell you a little bit of how God just keeps on blessing after, you know after the week of changes is already over as Danny had us sit down I was standing behind this group of kids and and my part in changers I don't even know these kids they don't know me most of them you know they're staring at me like what's that guy up here for I never saw him I was there all week but they, they didn't see me my, my role was somewhere else I started months before changers ever came to Greensburg I was I was in that forefront kind of meeting homeowners and and uh, and the neat thing of, that the changers did that that nobody else knows is is uh, we we met every application everybody had turned in an application for changers we were at their house uh, working on their house every hundred percent of the applications and I think it's fantastic but uh, but as I sit down uh, because Danny had to sit down I got to turn around and see their faces but I, you know, I saw all these kids running around, but I didn't know they were from Greensburg Baptist. I, I had no idea because there were probably a hundred other kids there. But uh, nice to meet you guys. Thanks for helping out. Uh, glad you had an awesome week. And uh, usually, if you if 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 you feel a tug on your heart that God is wanting you to go somewhere and witness for Him or or be a missionary for Him, it's, it's usually a pretty pretty blessed time. I, my description of uh, Kentucky Changers, it's a week out of the year that my feet never touch the ground. I'm, I'm on a high all week. I just absolutely love it. Uh, thank you, Greensburg Baptist, for making it possible, uh, Green County for making it possible. And, and uh, I know some people worked real hard. They got tired. It, it, was, a, it was a long, hard week, but, uh, but I look forward to bringing it back to Green County. I think it's pretty cool. Thank you all. I'm Brenda Cook, and uh, most of you kids probably, you didn't see me all week. I'm like Rick. I started a little bit ahead of time. First, before I forget it, Ray Acre called me this morning and said to tell everyone hello. He'll be 94 a little later this month, so and he still walked four miles yesterday. The reason I mention Ray, for those of you who don't know, <coughs> Ray was the first one from our church to take a youth to Changers the first year it started, so... We had 15 churches. Um, I coordinate the lunches, uh, on-site lunches, plus the crew at uh, Camelsville University. We had 15 different churches, including Camelsville Baptist, which is not in our association. But um, we do provide lunch at the site. And thanks the Lord for Macedonia Shelter at the ballpark. Um, you, Greensburg Baptist, hosted a crew from Shelbyville, Salem Baptist Church, and we were able to eat at the shelter house. If it hadn't been for that shelter house, one afternoon after lunch, it they had a downpour. My special helpers, Betty Bonta, Brenda Blakeman, and Linda Sharp, thank you very much for, um, but, um, and... I'll give you a tip. You young people who don't like paper and pencil, Monday we served the administrative team at Camelsville, which included the ministry team, the tool trailer guy, the nurses, uh, runners if they came by there. Anyway, John Alton is our WMU contact for changers at KBC. And Joe Ball was overall the project this year. So when I sat there during lunch with them, and as questions came in, they had to go to their computer, they had to get on their phone. And I said, guys, listen, print it out, front and back of a notebook. I've got the schedule. I know where everybody is, every crew chief. I know uh, the host for every church contact. So paper and pencil is still good, guys. <laughs> it's been it's been um, it was an experience because after that then I had Bible school so do not schedule these two together again okay thank you Brenda okay I prepared a little bit so I'll try not to <laughs> read it all but um, I did have to thank so many people the organizers of Kentucky Changers which you knew worked that whole year prior to it, it was so flawless their efforts and sacrifice made us able to just walk in there and get it all done um, so we 
appreciate so much Brenda Cook and New Salem for feeding us and the, all the GBC family and supporters that would come out each night to worship, which really gave us a boost to see them. Um, the wonderful um, uh, worship services we had each night uh, were phenomenal, um, just was so encouraging. I thank Danny and Mark and Jonathan and Brother Blake, Clay Kelly and Isaac Young for being wonderful teammates to get it all done and keep us all um, bolstered up for the work that we had ahead of time. Um, the homeowners, the parents of the kids that came out at night was just so blessed to see you all um, and the staff of everything that just helps so much. Uh, I'm just grateful for the experience. It, you know, it just bolsters your faith. Um, you get to see God up big. You depend on him to get it all done. You need him. You want him there. You're in the presence of God the whole time. What more can you ask for? You're blessed with these hardworking kids who got up at 5 and 5.30 all week long in the morning, worked all day, and gave of themselves and gave grace to each other and us when needed. I mean, they were incredible. They slaved away. They grabbed those tools. They marched forward and got it all done through bee stings and lip swelling and you know, who knows, all these other things. I was just impressed by when they would just keep trying something new and, and work so hard. I, it, it, it encouraged my faith in young people and the future uh, of our country of faith, right? It was just incredible. Um, but by far, uh, like Isaac said, I'm going to uh, echo what he said because, again, when I, whenever I do ministry, whenever mission work, whether it's in our country domestically or in our county, our neighborhood, or it's uh, in Honduras or Africa or wherever, um, I always look for God to show up big, and he does. He overflows my expectations, and this time was no different. Um, what I thought was particularly amazing is we had a tragedy one night, the night before our first day of work. Um, one of our wonderful workers, it was a neighbor of his, and it was, a, I won't go into the details because it was very gruesome, but God showed up so big. So we show up there. We learn this as we're getting to the site early in the morning, first morning out. And um, we learn that um, this tragedy happened to one of the neighbors of our, one of our kids on the team, one of the youth. And it could have been a moment of just complete, just devastation and disunity for the team. But instead, God chose to pull us all together, which was really a beautiful thing. Our homeowner stepped up, Mr. Rapier, and he reminded us, you know, of God's, of God's word. I'll read that scripture. And he said, First um, Corinthians six nineteen. For our bodies are, are, for our bodies are the temple of the Holy Spirit, who is in you, who you have from God, and you are not your own. So he spoke truth of God's word to us, helped us to focus and center on what our task was. Then we were able to pray together as a team, uh, start our work, and proceed until lunch. God's timing and his provision is so perfect for what he calls us to do in, in our task. And so when we went to New Salem to have lunch, um, which was a blessing, we took off our dirty work boots and they allowed us to come across their carpet with our nasty selves, <laughs> stinky selves. We walk in and we have our very wonderful lunch. Thank you, Brenda. And um, we had devotion. We we prayed over Savannah for her to give her devotion, and she blessed our socks off. And so that was probably stinky, but it was good. So we sat on a, a, a we went up for that devotion into their upstairs floor, which had similar but older green carpet. And we were all on the floor just um, taking this wonderful God's uh, devotion through her in and. It was, it was just like, all right, so while, while we were, I guess right before that had happened, the monsoon flood came, right? All our shoes are outside. They completely filled up with inches of water and we're like, what do we do now? So what do we do? What did these wonderful, awesome, godly young people do? Praised and worshiped. And it was the most heart rendering service I've been to in a while and it was great. And so they, they, the, the God orchestrated my mind, my heart. God orchestrated the rain to come so that we could settle and take our time to really take in with God's word that Savannah was sharing. They, all the youth, you know, were really wonderful to share and talk about. And uh, the adults in this uh, devotional time, then um, they started singing. And this is the most singing group I have ever seen. They were praising and worshiping. They didn't want the new contemporary stuff. They wanted the old beautiful hymns. I mean, it was shocking to me. So we're all singing all these hymns, and these wonderful kids are leading this, Ethan, Isaac, all of us. 
And then, so we have this wonderful praise and worship time. And then Isaac and Ethan are like, well, let's, let's go on to the sanctuary. I know how to do this, or I know how to do that instrument and whatnot. So we were all around the uh, wonderful piano, praising and worshiping God because we had time. God brought that rain. He brought us together. He brought team unity out of something that Satan wanted to destroy us with, right? But God brought it for good to save, on this day, many people alive. He brought Genesis 50-20 life it was gorgeous so god is so good and uh that was just how it was the rest of the week like danny um has told us where we're danny there you are (laughs) like danny told us like all of that god even orchestrates all that rain to give us those breaks when needed to cool us off when the heat was going to be oppressive so if you don't think god's not in every minute of whatever options you're doing as ministry you need pray that he stirs your heart and opens your eyes and ears to hear and see what he is doing and he is rich and wonderful deep and wide and i'm just grateful for the experience it it just was i just thank you for everybody involved that led to these wonderful one young children being here um and the wonderful church to help encourage our faith in god i'm not i'm bill and uh i wasn't planning on being in changers this year i thought i uh, wasn't gonna work out but the next thing I know, Miss Brenda is saying, would you go to college and pick up the kids and bring them to church? And I wound up going to their work site and had a great time. I've met friends I know over the years. I got to interact with some of the kids that, you know, that are so excited this year. Also, it, as a runner, and I know some of you guys have been running here, you're not up here today. But we go after those extra boards and extra screws and nails and paint and whatever that the building supply doesn't bring out. So I got to interact with the kids there and get to know some of those. And I'm like, Rick, you know, they didn't know what was going behind the scenes. But sometimes we wind up getting to see some of them and talk to them. And it's great. I counted a blessing that I did get to go. You know, that I wasn't, like I said, wasn't planning on. But I think it's a great program. Uh, I really hope that we can have it another year and continue on having, not miss a year. I think we lost out some things when we have to miss out years and don't get to go as many as Danny likes to go to. Uh, he likes to those projects and go on. So uh, it's been a great year for us as as mission work here at the church, and I'm glad our church supports our, our missions. Uh, provides us a way to go and travel and money and it's just a great church to be in thank you i got everybody all right so miss savannah she didn't stand up miss savannah was one of our runners this week and tony jewel i don't think he's here this morning he was another one of our runners i was trying to look and see if i missed anybody else john to spain little john to spain he, uh, he didn't get to sign up that week. God, you got to use him. He worked on a vehicle for somebody that came, and so uh, his vehicle tore up. So we have people, man, that's just able to serve and do. And uh, So be open. Be open wherever God has placed you to use you, okay? And that's the thing. Uh, these guys answered it for that particular week, but, again, we have that opportunity to answer it every day. So you uh, use what God's given you to glorify him. So, Brother Blake. Yes, uh, homeowners. Anybody? Anybody want to share? Mr. Shootman, anybody Anybody want to share? All right, I was going to say, Mr. and Ms. Shootman, had a, they allowed us to come out and, and hang out with them that week. I'll let them share a little. I'd just like to thank everybody for doing what they did, and it's so precious just to see you. And Thursday afternoon when you all showed up out there to my house, what a blessing. God bless you all. I'd just like to say it's more than they just work on your property. They come and nourish your soul while they're there. And every day you get a devotional and prayers. And and it's just, it's a wonderful program. If you are even considering volunteering your time or your or your money or your talents to it because it is definitely God's work and we feel blessed to have been a part of it. Thank you. Anybody else? I'll turn it over to Brother Blake. 
All right. Hey, give these guys a round of applause. Give God a big praise. All right. And, um, yeah, super pumped just to be a part of the week and just thankful for this church and um, just so many of you guys who serve and work behind the scenes are involved. And um, many things stand out. Many of those things have already been shared, so I won't reiterate those. But... um, I just think that it was uh, just a special moments. Um, and for example, maybe to give you a taste, right? You've been here roughly now an hour, so worship probably lasted an hour and a half typically. And then we would have small group devotion times. So you're talking about a two-hour period probably. And after that, then it was free time for the kids. But instead of having free time, they decided to stay and worship for like an hour and a half singing. So it would be like you staying now for another hour and a half, two hours just to sing and worship rather than going eating or going doing whatever you want. They chose to stay and do that. Like, and that moment was like just, it was, it was encouraging but convicting to my own soul. Like, do I long for that? Do you long for that today? Or are you just like, dude, it's time, bro. Let's roll. Like, what's your heart? Like, I think it was just a moment of just wrestling with that, of just seeing these young people disciple my own soul to think man do i come to church and like the thing i'm thinking about is i can't wait to get out of here so i can go eat and get on with my day and so like they're just their example like just that discipleship that love of the lord man it was just again instead of going to play and do everything else they stayed and worshiped and like man it just stood out to me the other thing that stood out was um just the sharing of the gospel as mark mark mentioned man just to see our our young people predominantly i guess except for caroline we had um all middle schoolers, I think Lauren's transition or, or uh, Catherine's transition on the high school as well. But uh, we had young folks, man, and they were just intentional about sharing the gospel all week long, looking for friends. That can be really hard. It can be easy to go share with strangers. But to see your friends, your classmates, and to see them share the gospel, it was just, it was convicting again to my soul. It was encouraging, but convicting. Like, am I that hungry to share the gospel with people I know? And so this morning, I, I just want to briefly take a little time after Oklahoma team shared. We talked just briefly that morning about, hey, if maybe if God was calling me to go on a mission trip or be a part of missions, what might that look like? And we talked about things like desire and opportunity and gifting, kind of how those things line up and begin to stir you and move you that direction. This morning, I, I just want to briefly talk with you about maybe how to share your story. One is because that's what I saw happening this week of people sharing the gospel, sharing the story. But also, I want you to know that in four weeks, five weeks, right, August 29th, um, the last Sunday of this month, we are going to have worship only. So during the Sunday school hour, we're going to have worship only. And then at 10 o'clock or roughly in that time period, we are going to hit the streets of Greensburg and we're going to be knocking on doors, sharing the gospel. And I want you to know that one, we need you. But two, I want you to be able to go that day feeling like you're equipped. And so this morning, it's just a brief time. To say, hey, listen, I can be a part of that. I can go and share my story and talk to someone about Jesus. And so this morning is a way in which we're trying to intentionally equip you. Now, you may be thinking, well, Blake, when it comes to sharing my story, like, man, I'm just, I, I don't know enough about the Bible. What if they ask me a question I don't know? Or, or maybe you think, like, I, I, don't, I don't even know, like, how to start that conversation. Or maybe you need to just be honest and say, you know what, Blake, I, I'm not super burdened for lost people. Like, I don't really think about them much. I don't really pray for them much. I, if I was just being honest, like, I, I'm just not real. I, I know I should be, but I'm just not. So maybe this morning is just a moment for you to pause and say, God, would you change my heart? Would you give me a hunger and desire to want to share the gospel? Because I want to encourage you today that sharing the gospel is gospel faithfulness. We can't control who responds or doesn't respond, but we have a responsibility, guys, to share the gospel. This morning, I want to look at, just for a moment, at Acts 26. In Acts 26, we have Paul sharing his story. And what's amazing about it is, is the people don't respond. I mean, they're, in fact, you're going to see it. They think he's crazy. He's out of his mind. I mean, like he's almost laughed off the stage, so to speak. But Paul is sharing the gospel. And I think Paul gives us some some framework, right? This is not the only way, but it's a way for you to think about how does it look when it comes time to share your story, your testimony with someone else. I think Paul shows us maybe four things. One, what did your life look like before? Two, what brought you to Christ? Share about the moment when you or the moments coming to that time of you repenting and putting your faith and trust in Christ. Three, how does your life look differently now? And then four, as you share this, you want to ask that person to respond. 
Do they understand what you've shared, right? And would they like to maybe hear more, talk more? But man, are they willing to repent and believe on Christ? So let's look there for a moment. Acts chapter 26. And so Paul begins by saying, what was my life like before? Right? So you're sharing the gospel with someone telling your story. You're telling them, what was my life like before I became a Christian? Right, so a little bit of background. Acts chapter 21, Paul was arrested there in Jerusalem. Acts 22 and 23, he faces different trials. In Acts 24, we see that Paul is there before the governor, Felix, and and um, he's put on trial, and then he appeals to Caesar and says, well, to Caesar you've appealed, to Caesar you shall go. And before he goes to Caesar, King Agrippa comes in, the King Agrippa II, and, and so he's there with the governor Festus. The governor's changed hands by this point, and they have this combo of like, listen, this guy's appealed to Caesar, but I'm not really sure what to write. Would you just listen to him today so that you might be able to help me know what to write to Caesar about this guy's case? And so Paul is now given an opportunity to give his defense, and he begins by just briefly sharing what his life was like before. Acts chapter 26, beginning of verse 4. He says, my manner of life from my youth, spent from the beginning among my own nation and in Jerusalem, is known by all the Jews. Listen, he says, they've known how, verse 5, how I lived amongst the strictest party of our religion. I have lived as a Pharisee. He says, I want you to know this is who I was. This is who I've always been. I've always been about obeying the law, about being good enough, about being self-righteous, we might say. But listen to what Paul says further, verse 9 of Acts 26. I myself was convinced that I ought to do many things in opposing the name of Jesus of Nazareth, and I did so in Jerusalem. I not only locked up many of the saints in prison after receiving authority from the chief priests, but when they were put to death, I cast my vote against them. And I punished them often in all the synagogues and tried to make them blaspheme. And in raging fury against them, I persecuted them even to foreign cities. Here Paul's rap sheet, right? Paul was putting saints or Christians in prison. He voted to put them to death like he did Stephen in Acts chapter 7. He was punishing them in the synagogue. He tried to make them blaspheme, likely to say that Jesus wasn't actually the Christ, the Messiah. He's not actually the Son of God. That's blasphemous because that's who he is. Paul says that in raging fury, he was chasing them even to foreign cities. So Paul, listen, guys, he's not necessarily trying to brag about how bad his life was being. That's something that I've had to learn over the years. There was time maybe when I tried to glamorize almost this sinful life. Guys, that's why Christ died. We don't need to gloat about that or boast like this is the way to live. Those are the very things that send us to hell and cause the Son of God to suffer the wrath of God for us. So I think we must be cautious when we share it. And Paul, I think, gives us some inclination of how he feels about his former way of life in 1 Corinthians 15. When he simply says that I was the least of all the apostles. And in fact, I did not deserve to even be called one because I persecuted the church. But he says, nonetheless, by the grace of God, I am what I am. So Paul's just sharing his story about what his life was like before. So as you share, listen, some of you are going to share. It's going to include addictions. Maybe a time in your life when there was some wild living. Maybe it's a time that you describe your life prior to Christ, a life of, of disobedience and disrespect. For some of you, I know in this room, your, your testimony is going to be that you grew up in the church and that you experience knowing and hearing about it. But I want us to be clear. Listen, growing up in the church and hearing about God's word does not make you a Christian. So we need to be clear that we're not sharing with people that I've always just been this good person. That must mean I was always on the road to heaven. No, the Word of God says well, we were dead in our trespasses and sin. Romans 3 says there's no one righteous. No, not one. There's no one who does good. No one who seeks God. So we must tell them, listen, I am so thankful for my heritage that I had a godly family and that they, they raised me in church and pointed me to Christ and the Scriptures. But I want you to know that all those things won't save me and it won't save you. I was in need of Christ, right? And so I want to encourage you. Paul's just telling what his life was like before. You need to tell them what was your life like before. But secondly, you need to share what brought you to the place of repentance and faith. Listen to what Paul shares beginning in verse 12 of Acts 26. In this connection, I journeyed to Damascus with the authority and the commission of the chief priest. At midday, O king, I saw on the way a light from heaven brighter than the sun that shone around me and those who journeyed with me. And when we had all fallen to the ground, I heard a voice saying to me in the Hebrew language, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? Is it hard for you to kick against the goads? And I said, who are you, Lord? And the Lord said, I am Jesus whom you are persecuting. 
But rise and stand upon your feet, for I have appeared to you for this purpose, to appoint you as a servant and witness to the things in which you have seen me and to those in which I have appeared to you, delivering you from your people and from the Gentiles to whom I am sending you to open their eyes so that they may turn from darkness to light and from the power of Satan to God, that they may receive forgiveness of sins and a place among those who are sanctified by faith in me. I think three things maybe stand out about Paul's conversion. One, it was God who came to him. Did you hear it? Paul was on his road to Damascus, right? He's he's in raging fury going to get other Christians to persecute them. He's not thinking, I need to follow Jesus or I need to start looking to the truth. He thinks he has the truth, but it's God who comes to him. So as you share your story, you need to let them know it was God who came to you. Right? I mean, you've been singing. We talk about those old hymns today. You've been singing those old hymns all your life, or many of you have. He sought me when a stranger, wandering from the fold of God. He sought me and bought me. It's it's him that sought me. And that's what Paul says. Listen, I wasn't looking for Jesus, but Jesus was looking for me. You need to share that story as you tell you about your conversion. Secondly, he heard the truth about his sin. Right? I mean, the truth is, listen, look what he says there in verse uh, verse 14. Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? He says, well, who are you, Lord? He says, I'm Jesus whom you're persecuting. He tells him clearly, this is sin, Paul. What you are doing is sinful. Right? I mean, he tells him, look what he says, to open their eyes, they may turn from darkness to the light, from the power of Satan to the power of God. He says, listen, he is clear about that. We should not beat around the bush. So when you tell your story, tell them about maybe specific sins or areas of sin that the Lord was convicting you that your life did not match up to the word of God and you were compelled to repent. That means to turn from sin and look unto God and His Word by the power of the Holy Spirit. Third, I think there was a reminder in this story that there was grace that was greater than all of Paul's sin. It's in verses 16 to 18, right? As he shares about the hope of coming out of darkness and into light from the power of Satan to the power of God. And I love how verse 18 ends. And it just simply says this, that they may receive forgiveness of sins and a place among those who are sanctified by faith in me. As you share your story, listen, you want to let them know that there's an opportunity to experience forgiveness of sins and a place among God's own people. And the way for Paul to be saved, the way for you and I to be saved, the way for them to be saved is what Paul says there. He look what he says, in a place, look what he says, that they may receive forgiveness of sins and a place among those who are sanctified by what? By faith. It's by faith. That's how all of us come into the family of God, by grace through faith, not by good works, not by being a good enough person. And the good news is, guess what? That means that all your bad doesn't disqualify you. If we would repent and believe the grace of God, His mercy is more. Now listen, obviously there's much more that Paul could share. He doesn't even share here about his baptism and and, and Ananias and all the things that happened there. But guys, he's compelled by what has happened in that moment that's transformed his life. I want to encourage you. If you're not compelled by your own testimony, why is somebody else going to be? Right? It's, it's those words to preachers like, preacher, before you get up and preach, if your heart's not moved by this text, how do you expect it to move the hearts of the people in the pew? Guys, are, is your heart stirred for the things of God? Are you, have you forgotten what it means to be forgiven? The greatness of grace. Paul is reminding that us of here of that truth. So I guess first, again, you're telling them what your life was like before. Two, what brought you to that place of conversion? What that looked like? And three, how does your life look differently? Listen to what happens in verse 19. Paul says, therefore, O King Agrippa, I was not disobedient to the heavenly vision. But look what happens. This is the transformation that happens. But declared first to those in Damascus then in Jerusalem and throughout all the region of Judea and also to the Gentiles, that they should repent and turn to God, performing deeds in keeping with their repentance. For this reason, the Jews seized me in the temple and tried to kill me. To this day, I've had the help that comes from God, and so I stand here testifying both the small and great, saying nothing but what the prophets and Moses said would come to pass, that the Christ must suffer, and that by being the first to rise from the dead, he would proclaim light both to our people and to the Gentiles. So you're telling, listen, Paul tells about how his life looks differently. He went from persecuting Christ to proclaiming Christ. 
right? It was once a life he thought was the wrong way. Like, man, why would anybody live like that as a Christian? That seems so like, I mean, it seems so like that you don't have any fun and all these things you can't do. Man, we need to let them know that there's the joy of the Lord that's our strength. There's the peace that passes all understanding that we've been forgiven by a holy God. There's no fear in life. There's no fear in death. This is the power of Christ in us. Guys, as you share your story, I want to encourage you, as Paul talked about how his life was different, tell them things that you've repented and turned from. Not just like in the past, but like even now, like things in your life that God's working on you with, continuing to transform your life. And let them know, as Paul said, look, he says, to this day I have, verse 22, I have had the help that comes from God. Let them know it's the power of the Holy Spirit. This isn't like, hey, come to Jesus and then you've got to figure everything out in your life on your own. It's the power of the Holy Spirit that strengthens us. Right? He's my strength from day to day. Right? We sing that, I need thee. Oh, I need thee. Every hour I need thee. So tell them, how does your life look differently? And then fourth, ask them to respond. That's what Paul does. He asks them, right? They begin to mock him. They say, you're Paul, you're cray-cray. You've got this great learning. You're out of your mind, bro. And I love what Paul says, simply the King Agrippa, right, who has some background. If you studied that a few weeks ago in Sunday school, right, his, his wife and, and some background of, of the, the Jewish heritage. Look what it says. King Agrippa, verse 27, do you believe the prophets? I know that you believe. Right, Paul just specifically, right? I mean, the presence of, of the other governor, all the people, all these dignitaries are around. Paul puts him on the spot. He's bold enough to ask, are you willing to repent and believe? And you need to be quiet for a moment. That's something I struggle with, just to shut up and be quiet. But, man, just there's a moment, like when you share the gospel, right? Do you understand what I've shared with you? Yes, so what's your response to Jesus of Nazareth? Be quiet for a minute. Let the Holy Spirit who's been at work, right, let him deal. I, I love it that Paul reminds he's looking for people everywhere, small and great. One of the things I remember from Zimbabwe when I was there is that, man, when they got up to share their testimony, they said these statements, almost without fail, person after person, they would say this statement, these three words, when I repented. They talked about their Christian life as a life of repentance, Right, we talked about that back in, I think it was back when the Soviet Union was crushing, there was great communism and all the things that were coming upon, and the believers there were known as the repenters. They lived this lifestyle of repentance. Right, and so I, Paul's compelling everyone, are you willing to repent and believe? Guys, I, I want to be just maybe gentle here, but when we're ashamed to ask people to turn from their life of sin and turn to Jesus, it in essence says that we don't think Jesus is worth giving that up for. Are you ashamed to ask someone to turn from their sin and look unto Christ? When we do, when we minimize sin, we minimize the sacrifice of Christ. We must show them the power and the joy and the beauty of our crucified, buried, and risen Savior. It's the hope of the gospel. You might ask, well, Blake, what happens when I share this and people don't respond or don't believe? Paul experiences that very same thing. Right? They've already asked him if he's crazy there in verse 24. Look what happens, though. The king responds to him in verse 28. And Agrippa says to Paul, In a short time, would you persuade me to be a Christian? And listen to Paul's response. I think it's so instructive as we share the gospel. Paul said, whether short or long. Right? Don't give up. Right? If somebody rejects the gospel, don't give up. Keep looking for opportunities to share with them and share with others. Look what he says secondly. Not only whether short or long, he says, I would to God. We must keep praying for that person. Continuing to lift them up. Right? That was one of the things I was encouraged about at Changers. Not only was our job sharing, but we had a brief moment there on Thursday and, and Pam and the crew there was over to come. Danny and all those guys were able to help. And Miss Pam and I just briefly talked for a moment, someone she'd been sharing the gospel with. And she says, well, I'm going to write their name down, add it to my list. It was just a moment of reminder of like, man, am I that intentional to pray for people? Just to be intentional to write down the name of someone you share the gospel with? Guess what? I got stumped this week. I was going to say the place I was. I won't do that. I got to be really careful. I was sharing the gospel with someone this week, man. It was people in line. So the time was really brief. I was trying to build a relationship and, and just have a little convo. And the person just simply said, well, I, I'm not religious, but I'm spiritual. 
And man, in that moment, it just kind of shut me down. Again, there was people there, so I wasn't trying to over push. But I just thought in that moment, man, I wish I had a better response in that moment. I wish I'd have been a little bit more prepared. So maybe you have those moments. You just share the gospel and you just really wish, man, I wish it would have gone better. Or they say something and stump you. Guess what? They got me. But Lord willing, I'm going to go back there this week. And if that person's there, I'm going to look to keep up the conversation. Right? I don't know about you. I've struck out a lot. I've missed a lot of shots. Right? Coach Gump keeps putting me back in the game. Right? Coach says, Jesse, get up there and bat. Right? I Guess what? If God opens the door, I'm going to keep walking back to the plate, sharing the gospel. Are you? We all mess up. Paul, Paul gets denied here. Whether short or long, I would to God that not only you, but also who hear me this day might become such as I am, except for these chains. Listen to that statement. But also all who hear me this day. I think, man, we cast our net big. Cast your net big. Share the gospel wherever you go. In the, on your job site, in the classroom, in the coming weeks, right? That's what we're talking about this morning, right? This mission leads to another mission, Oklahoma, right? Changers, VBS. It's been a busy summer. Back to school, open houses, man. Thank you so much to those who have labored so hard this week. I know our people, I know we're tired. But August 29th, that's going to be that Sunday morning. We're going to launch out. And I want to encourage you, as you go, share the gospel. What was your life like before? What brought you to Christ? How's your life look differently? And call them to respond. Right now, in sharing my story, I may have to get more specific about the gospel. Right? This is not everything here. But maybe you're here this morning and you need to consider the gospel. Why's that cross there, man? Why are we singing about this Jesus? It says something, doesn't it? But there's a God who created everyone in his image to know and worship him. But our sin has separated, broken that fellowship, and it's bringing the judgment and wrath of God. A judgment that will, for those who reject it and continue in their sin, will be sent to hell forever, separated from the presence of God and the joy and pleasure forevermore. But the good news is the Bible says that there was a Redeemer who came, who lived a sinless life, who never gave in to temptation like you and I. And therefore he could go to the cross and die not for his own sin, but as our substitute. Taking the judgment and the wrath of God, God's anger towards sin, poured out on the Son. And beloved, he was crucified there. He died on the cross. They buried him on the third day of the power of God. He is raised again. He's seen and believed upon for a period of 40 days and then he ascends back to the Father's right hand where one day he will return soon just as we walked last week through Matthew 24. I want you to know that that gospel, it's good news. But for it to be good news, you've got to realize also it's bad news. And the bad news is that gospel screams to you and I that we are not good enough. That God doesn't just accept anybody and everybody. In fact, he only accepts those who come to him by the blood of his son, by faith and repentance in the son. The good news is whosoever will here may come. The bad news is if you reject the son of God, there is no other offer of salvation. So I want to ask the words of Paul some roughly 2,000 years ago. Do you believe that Jesus is the Messiah, the Son of God, and do you accept Him as your Lord and Savior? Do you believe? And if so, if you believe, are you telling your story? The gospel compels us forward, guys. Changers compels us forward. Missions as a church is not what we do one week a year. It is who we are day by day. I've said it last week, I'll say it again. Our missions and our ministry here is not a program. It's the people. It is you and I filled with the Holy Spirit taking the blessed and only gospel to a dying world. Will you join us? First, you must know him as your Lord and Savior. And if you do, then let's get hungry to go share this gospel. Are you with me? Let's do it. Let's pray. Father, thank you for this morning and the power of your word. Thank you for hearing change or share. God, I man, those kids... And I said, kids, Lord, I know they're growing up, young men, young women. Lord, you use them to disciple my own soul. Am I that hungry to not go do what I want to do or to move on with what's next on my agenda? Just to stop and spend time in worship. Not for the applause of men or because everybody's all around seeing you on stage, just there in a little underneath a little light on a little sidewalk, singing and worshiping their Savior. 
But I pray that those kids, I might follow their example. Thank you for their testimony day after day of sharing the gospel with their friends. What boldness and courage. What hunger they had, God, just to want to tell their friends about Jesus. Father, I pray now as we prepare for August 29th, Lord willing, if we're here and we see that day. God, I I pray that we will be faithful to go and knock on the doors here in Greensburg and share the good news of Jesus. God, strengthen your people by the power of your Holy Spirit. Overcome every obstacle. And Lord, just as Ms. Pam testified, what will be intended for evil, you will use for good. So hallelujah, glory to your name already, God. We praise you for you are good. And we trust in you. God, draw the lost this morning to you. Those who are under the power of Satan, I pray, just as Paul said, that they might come to God from the power of the darkness to the power of the light. Father, bring them to you. I pray this in the name of Jesus. Amen. This is Todd Young with Greensburg Baptist Church. Thank you for joining us today. If you've accepted Christ during today's podcast, we would love to hear from you and connect you with a home church in your area. Or if you have questions regarding a relationship with Christ, Brother Blake and I would love to speak with you. Please contact us at the church office at 270-932-4495 or connect with us through our website at greensburgbaptist.com. In addition, you may visit our website anytime to access the sermon videos and podcast of any recent sermon. You may also subscribe to our podcast in the iTunes store. Have a great day today.